morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. It is your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. The Sultan of Shoot Your Shot, a.k.a. Mr. Bar, your girl, and give her back. And I have my co-host with me. Hey guys, it's Stephanie, a.k.a. Blue, a.k.a. I'm sick as hell. What's up? <laughs> Steph is, is currently doing her Michael Jordan flu game impression. Um, working through the pain, and I appreciate her for it. But also, I've scooted my seat back so I don't catch whatever <laughs> she may have. It's called I excessively drink this weekend, and my immune system said, bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> I saw y'all had a whole Sunday fun day without the kid. I saw it. I was so hurt. You know that's every Sunday, right? No. Oh, okay. So that's every Sunday. We we pick a culinary theme. Okay. Next week is Italian. Okay. Uh, and then we play some games. carbs to soak up all the alcohol that you've been drinking. Yeah, we play board games and we wait until Insecure comes on and we watch Insecure as a family. See. I feel so out of a loop. I know. I didn't think I was going to make it this week because I was down in Gatlinburg and I was like, damn, I ain't even going to make it. But I wasn't the only one. Derek had to be at uh, Kings Island with his family all day. He still made it. And uh, Austin drove all the way back from Indiana at his family reunion. Just for... <laughs> So clearly we take Sunday fun day as the fam very serious. Listen, I may not be part of the family. That's what I'm getting from this situation. No. Come one, come all. You can come next week. Just don't come empty-handed. That's only fair. I can't. I'm not the cooker, so usually I just I bring some type of alcohol. Work towards our strengths. I like that. Right. Like this week, I warmed up the tortillas and brought sangria. <laughs> Know your strengths and know your Know own. your strengths. Oh, but this weekend, though, when we was at the cabin, guess who cooked the entire meal for everybody? Not you. Yeah. It was me, bro. It was me. Because usually when people say guests, <laughs> she, she coughing, y'all. But usually when people say guests, it's, I like to guess the actual opposite of what I think it is because it's, you like to be a smart ass. It seems too obvious because yeah. like guess who cooked? And after we just talked about how you just don't cook, like I figure you know we just go guess somebody else cooked it. Maybe I knew the person. I don't I know. I mean I know how to survive, but I just don't. I don't like cooking. That's okay. You just don't have to me. You gonna find you gonna find you a man who's like a chef in real life. Lord, I hope so. Because some y'all can't y'all can't survive on take out of both you like ain't trying to cook. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can. There's healthy options. It's just it's not the best option. Also, not cost efficient at all. Oh, that too. That's why you marry rich. Speaking of that, before we get into the episode, I saw an article yesterday about how men are actually more likely to marry up now. Know your worth, King. Know your worth, King. Know your worth. (laughs) This girl actually put on it. She was like, (laughs) black people are always ahead of the curve. And I still don't know the intent of her tweet. Because you can take that two ways. Like, Um, I take it a shade. I automatically take it a shade. Like, either black men have already been dating up or because black women lead in the most... Um, college graduates and currently enrolled 
college students Probably. by race and gender? Probably a mixture of both. We understand that. Again, black women per capita are the most educated subset of of racial group in America. We also know that black women are the least likely to date outside of their race. Yeah, that's true. So one plus one sometimes does equal two. And so if they are getting the most degrees per capita, but they're also not trying to date nobody besides a black man. So black men are marrying up and, and black women are still out here getting these degrees. But hey, I hope you black women start marrying up too. Listen, there's going to be a, some somewhere there's an end of marrying up. Like, look, because everybody can't marry up. Whenever someone marries all, up. No such thing as can't. You go for what you want. So want more. But he, here's the thing. Only one person in a marriage can marry up. At right? least m- marry your match. Oh, say that. I was, like, I was like, marrying up, that means somebody else is marrying now. Like, right. you know? All right, fine. 2018, marry your match. Listen. Marry your socioeconomic match. Be great. Meet in the middle and be great together. Because I'm of the opinion that broke people probably shouldn't be in relationships. I think that's stupid because no. that's an elitist idea that it's broke not, people don't deserve love. No, they don't. I'm not saying they don't deserve love. I'm saying that relationships cost. They cost time, money, and energy. And, and and if you're not in a position that you can give 100%, if you're in a position that you still need to make sure that you yourself are good and that you're focusing on what you need to focus on, whether it's your school, career, or what have you, in order to improve yourself to a point, a relationship can be a distraction from that point. It's not. I'm not saying broke people don't deserve love. God knows Wait, that. Back up for a second. If you don't have your shit together, a relationship can be a distraction. If you don't have your shit together, a relationship is a distraction. That is so elitist. No, it's not. Because it's the idea that your partner isn't there to help you or see you through. It's the idea that you shouldn't want it until you get reach something. That's it's a dumb ideology. Because it, here's and here's no, why. and a lot of men agree with that. So we just gonna move on from this topic. No, why? why? This is. <laughs> Why? Because this, this is interesting. This no, is interesting. This is the type of topic where I can't even articulate my my thought process on it to even have like this conversation with you right now. I will literally have to bring somebody else in because this is the one thing where men say this and I get lost as hell. And you're talking to the most single person you could ever meet. But it's just like, that is so dumb. The idea that you feel like men have really have it wired in their brains. Majority. Not all, because we know y'all sensitive. That the the idea is that you have to reach a certain level before you introduce yourself to a partner or allow space for a partner. And it's just like, first of all, that's a timeline that you feel like you control all things in your life, which on some level you do. But you never know when you're going to meet your person. While I agree with that, I do. And I get what you're saying. I do. Here's my thought process on that. And this is coming from a man who was broke in relationships. Like, full disclosure, I was broke as hell in between jobs, working two shitty jobs to try to make ends meet with a whole ass girlfriend. That shit was stressful as hell for both parties. Like, I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to make things work. I'm trying to make things happen so that way she can you know she can enjoy herself while still you know trying to get my life together 
she understands and she sees how my lack of finances are affecting me. And and, it, and, and it's a stress. It's a stress thing. Because I don't think, because like financial status can add a lot of additional stress to to your life. And what's money in financial in financials are one of the top two or three reasons marriages end up in divorce. Marriages. We're just talking about a partner in a relationship. But There's like, a difference. It's is the difference is like minor leagues, major leagues. It's the different the, the 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 sport is the same, the structure is the same, the level of commitment may be different, but the structure is the same. That like it, you, it takes it takes a lot to be in a committed relationship and and do it right. And you don't want to add any unnecessary stress into the mix. You don't want to feel like you're being a financial burden to anyone in the mix. So you got so either find either kind of wait till you not. We're not saying you got to have six. I'm not saying you have to have like a six figure salary. I'm not even saying you have to be in your final step of your career. I'm saying that you have to be able to reasonably take care of yourself and everything that you want first before you decide that you want to share yourself with somebody else on that level. That's all I'm saying. I feel like this is more of a men's thought process than women. And I feel like for us to have this conversation, we should thoroughly plan it out and then revisit. We can can double back on it later. Double back on this later. But you know. Let's get to the rest of the show. I mean, (laughs) let's break it down. So, did you see the 444 footnotes? I've seen them all. What's your thoughts? On which one? I think the, the last one, the Face got one. For one, Chris Rock had a quote, um, and he was like, the funny thing is, is like, women hate, he's like, women hate to need you. But they do. And, and then he talks about, like, how women want a man to need them but the kicker is for some women the moment like if you actually need them they don't want shit to do with you basically basically saying from what i interpret it they want most women again not trying to generalize because i don't need people we know y'all sensitive listen i don't need i don't need nobody a town stomping in my mentions talking about i'm different leave your unicorn ass alone (laughs) um but you like that one i don't know because i just feel like when people get attached like Stop attaching themselves to everything that said your life will move so much easier. It flows easier when you're not always offended. <laughs> Facts. Um, but what I was saying was there's a natural caretaker mentality that most women have as far as that they want to they want to take care of people that they love. R- relationships included. But if you actually need a woman to take care of you, they don't want a damn thing to do with you. Like they want, they want Define you. need to be taken care of. Like, especially the taken care of part. Okay, so like I, the way I see it is this: 
Now, obviously, if you're not self-sufficient, if you're if you're a man and and you need the woman to kind of be the breadwinner and the homemaker, if they not people, they gonna run, they gonna run the other way. But I also think that, and we talked about this earlier, men are so fucked up um, because of the way we think men should be. As far as like not being, we think, and most, some men think, you know, showing emotion is weakness. You can't be vulnerable. You can't allow yourself to open up to somebody. Like those type of stereotypes, right? And because of that, I feel like some men, we lack the emotional intelligence necessary to go into a relationship fully functional. But, and that's generally where the woman would come in and try to help us to that point. But sometimes if you're severely lacking emotional intelligence. Women don't want to do that. Women don't want to do that. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like. But is that not fair? I mean, no. It's fair. In, it's fair in the sense of I'm not. I'm not going to tell no one what they can and cannot accept in a relationship. You know what I mean? Like people accept different things. Like one home, one of my homegirls told me, like, like flat out, like you know what I'm saying? Because she because she believes that most men cheat. So because she believes that, she's not automatically going to like break up with someone. If they cheat, she just has rules and regulations as far as like what's fair cheating, not even what's fair, just like what's she's so basically here's her rules. And again, I ain't naming names because no, we leave all names out of it. If you get jammed up, don't mention my name. So I ain't gonna mention yours. You feel me? But so she was like, if she was like, in her words, if that bitch is filling a void for you, you can go and have that bitch. But. And I can let me pull up what she actually so said. So emotional cheating versus emotional cheating. cheating. Oh, there we go. It's make it simple. If, it, if she can judge it off as being physical, she'll probably say if she feels like there was an emotional attachment to the person that you cheated with, she's out. That that and there's a little there's some little tidbits. She's basically she was like, also like don't like. She almost said like don't let me find out on some like don't if you're gonna if you're gonna if cheat, you're gonna cheat, be the most discreet nigga to do it. Don't have me out here looking stupid. And and then and then, then yeah, her to live by honestly, <laughs> right? That's the African American proverb. And then like her final thing was like, and as long as you're not tired to give it to me when I want it, as long so. More power to her can't be me. Right. I mean, and mind you, so that's so going back like that. <coughs> that's every everybody has different things that they will and will not accept in a relationship. All right. Um. Yeah, so people accept different things in relationships. Like some people need some sort of emotional intelligence from their person, from their man, from their woman. Other people may be willing to work with that a little bit more. I find out that like when it comes to deal breakers, that's generally higher on the list for women than it would be for men as far as like emotional intelligence. 
she's making a face. But I just don't, because I'm not comprehending, like, why that isn't a thing for men, too. Why why not have wanting a woman to have emotional intelligence? Why wouldn't you want it for yourself? Why wouldn't you? I, and I'm not even saying I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like men do want emotional intelligence out of their women, but it's not a reciprocated thing out of themselves. Like, I don't, I feel like, I feel like we don't necessarily know exactly what's emotional intelligence in a woman. We just know how she makes us feel and how she treats us and cares about us. And so, but also, if we're talking levels of advancement, and I feel oftentimes we may grade on a curve when it comes to certain shit for men and certain shit for women. And emotional intelligence is one of those things that okay, we grade on a curve. I was about to interrupt you and be like, do you realize that a lot of men, when they start talking about this conversation, it's like, well, I want someone who's going to be nurturing, da da da. But a lot of times men kind of erase out of their mind that women want nurturing people too. So if I start going through things, I need you to be there for me too. Which when is, which makes sense, obviously. But I'm just, I'm looking at it because I think there's a hierarchy of things that, that society says we should have in relationships, right? And emotional, emotional intelligence is on a different level of hierarchy for men and for women or in being nurturing, right? Like, you remember last week when I said men are trash? Yes. Yeah. At this too. So, I'm gonna let you finish, but add this too. Okay, I let you. I let you cook on that. Um, but it's like no one cares if you're emotionally intelligent and, and broke. No one cares if you're emotionally intelligent and lack ambition. No, no one cares, or you you've just applied this. I'm talking about if you had to choose one or the other, and what I believe most women would choose, and I believe. Yeah, because if you gonna cheat on me, at least have some money. Duh. I'm totally kidding. Don't cheat on me. I will leave you. Some people got it. I don't. But no, think think on it at a societal level. Like if you're going to play into misogyny and and patriarchy, have some cushioning for some money behind all your bullshit, basically. And so, and so, but if if and you you're making you're kind of making the I'm point making for your it. point for you. I'm I'm fully aware, but that's I think that's where there's like a difference. Like women are like, if I have to adjust to these societal norms, have some money. But it's not to say that I don't want you to be emotionally intelligent. But we haven't pushed that conversation enough. That's why I was like, oh, four four four, and these footnotes are good things. Because you are starting to have these conversations, but it's clearly still not an evolved thought process. It it is, and the reason why I believe it is 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 because the first step in fixing a problem is admitting that you have one, yes or no. Yeah. And I think we've gotten to the point where we're at least acknowledging that we have an issue. Um, we're acknowledging it. And so once you acknowledge it, then it becomes more comfortable to try to fix it. We don't necessarily know what fixing it looks like, right? So who are you guys asking for help? 
see, we, and we have this discussion too. Part of me wants to ask the experts in this, which are usually women, because if you ask a man, it's kind of like the blind leading the blind, you know, like if he, as far as like, if he, how am he, how is this person supposed to allow me a greater sense of emotional intelligence when he's going through the same shit I'm going through? There's, there's, there's part I of it. Pack with men and then ask women for but, tools. But, but there's part of it, and then the other part of it is, is like, the man will probably, the men understand men more than women understand men as far as like certain experiences, shared experiences, shared cultural experiences, and trying to, like you say, unpack that. So, so it's a 50 50. Like, there's a reason, and this is a little bit off topic, there's a reason when it comes to relationship issues, men usually ask women how to, you know, versus other men. What can they do to fix it? You know what I mean? Because, like, <coughs> if. The, the ground, the thinking here is like, if I don't know what to do. I know my, women would know. But it's also like, it's more so, I would love to go to my male friends, but they think similarly to I think, how I think. And if there's something I need to remedy, I may need a fresh set of eyes here as a, a different perspective in order to see things differently. Is that making sense? No, this is all making sense, but you know where I'm going to say, I'm trying, I'm working on not saying things like this because now we're talking about people's emotions, but I just, it is really frustrating to realize that we've built a society where men feel like there's no outlet for them to speak on their emotions. For me as a woman, like, I don't know, I, I've, I've created this mindset that if I feel slighted, and I have to explain to someone that they slighted me. I won't say anything about this. This is exactly what I was talking about in therapy today. This is something I built for myself as a woman. You know, I don't go to my women friends. I don't go to men. If I feel slighted in my feelings, I shut down and ghost people. So that's something I'm working on, explaining that I feel slighted. But that's the thing is, like, my thought process was like, all right, take your ass to therapy. So now I'm in therapy. I got to, I unpacked where I could by myself or what I could and were, you know with my friends and felt like whether it was male or female because I have a good you know variety of both and then when I felt like I was running out of tools I turned to a therapist and I'm just like I, I'm at the point where I'm in an intersection of my own personal growth god my head is so stuffed up I can't even tell if I'm like super loud or super soft bear with me the magic of editing I know but I'm at the point where there's an intersection of my thoughts where I'm on my per- own personal journey to being an emotionally vulnerable person so I can be in a relationship because I know I struggle with that personally. But also wondering, is this something where I continuously meet men who I just they meet me where I am and they're just as emotionally cut off as I am? And it's like, but my tools are different. It's like, well, let me go talk to a therapist. Let's figure this out. Do men have the same thought process? Are they deciding, like, you well, know what? I'm struggling emotionally. Let me go find I, help. I mean, there's a stigma. There's still a stigma attached to therapy. Like, I went to a couple of therapy sessions, right? Um, and there's, there's a little bit of stigma attached. Like, I remember, and I think that, I think the stigma, I don't even know if it's necessarily just male or if it's in the african-american community or a combination of both because you know there's always intersections intersections um there's still a stigma that we have to break because i remember 
I went to therapy once, one time, and like the bill came to my mom's house because I gave them my mom's address because I was moving and I didn't want to miss a mail. And she called me like crying, like asking me, are you okay? You know, like, is everything okay? Like, because... Because it automatically is like, it has to be a dire trauma, exactly. not just, I need somebody to talk to. Exactly. Like, if you, like, we 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 equate therapy with crazy in our in the community so there's that so that stigma that stigma has to be broken first until that stigma is broken and i don't even know whose responsibility is it because i don't know any black male therapists i like i do my first therapist was a black male he congratulations to him he's the first person I, he's the first i don't know if you guys want his contact information dr thomas is amazing but he's a christian-based therapist so just make sure that aligns with your beliefs before you ask me anything um, also, if you guys follow this girl on Twitter, her name is Country Counselor, C-U-N-T-R-Y-C-O-U-N-S-E-L-O-R. She herself is has her own practice. She's a black therapist, and she can provide you with links. I'm quite sure it's still pinned on her page where you can find a black therapist if that's what you're seeking out. But for me, I have the opposite. I have a black had a black therapist and it was a black male. Um, anyone who knows me on a personal level, I can openly speak about how I have experienced abuse within the home and from a relationship, both physical, mental, and and sexual abuse. So when I was going to my black male therapist, I wasn't as comfortable sharing what what has taken place in my my traumas that have taken place. And so for me. Like, I stuck with that therapist for a year, and then when I felt like I got to the point of unpacking, where, where it was like, all right, we've, we're done unpacking, now we have to actually figure out our tools. So when we're in our next relationship, when we're going for our next job, when we are working on our family issues, we have those tools provided so we can get there. I stopped at unpacking and then left therapy. Spent, um let's see, another year just figuring it out on my own. Now I'm back in therapy because I ran out of tools. I realized every time I was plateauing and finding myself in the same position because if I found felt myself being slighted or felt myself in a position where I have to be vulnerable with my partners, I just wasn't doing it. I don't know where I, you know, gained this pattern of behavior, but that's where I was. So when I decided to go back to, to therapy at the beginning of August, I didn't want a black therapist. But that was for me because I realized I had discomfort in being completely open. So now I have a white female therapist. And my mental state is if I go into therapy, I share everything that has happened in my life. I don't feel some judgment that I produce. Mythical judgment that I feel like that I had with my black therapist. It's just here's this lady, a complete stranger. She'll continue to be a stranger because she's white. You will help me. But outside of this, I never have to see you. And it's just, it varies for people. Don't think you go to your first therapist session or therapy session and that's your therapist. Try them on like you would a boyfriend, you know, take them on a couple of dates, figure out if it's for you and then go from there. But if you feel like therapy, maybe this is just an entire episode we could have one day because I can help you all in this, find one. But my God, I want more black people to get therapists. And a lot of the things like we think we don't need to talk about, we do. Because for black people, we're not just unpacking what's happening in our in our immediate day to day. Like 
we start unpacking like societal norms that have just set us back. And I think more black people need therapy. Hell, we need group therapy, personal sessions, relationship therapy. And I know we we not trying to get too political because that's not. You have a million and one ways to get political <laughs> on, but first people, first we talk. First people talk. We talk about PTSD, right? From from just like the all of the unarmed African American men and women, you know, past couple of years and like the and you know the way that they have been taken from us. Like people are experiencing PTSD from that. But to kind of tie this back in, so once we break the stigma of, of, of therapy, then it's more it's more likely that um we gonna get somewhere that that we gonna get somewhere as far as like helping African helping and maybe men. not even therapy maybe not everyone needs therapy but I think people need need their safe spaces where they feel like they can be emotionally open maybe men should start hosting exactly what jay-z did if you read um all right but listen to his rap radar interviews afterwards he said like it was organic these footnotes were organic because he was there in the studio he would be recording whatever and then whoever just happened to be stopping through like those people would just start that conversation and then it just continued and then that's when he called on friends and have them have their opinions and that got recorded and people send in just videos off their iPhone and stuff like that. So maybe, you know, on a community level, get your friends together and just start having conversations. Maybe have that one woman in the room to moderate it or, or help you guys. But that whole idea that you need a woman to unpack one, that's where I think the big like difference is women don't to be honest, what Chris Rock said, women don't want to hear you unpack because usually that's where it gets left. You guys unpack, but there's no resolve after the unpacking. And I think like that's where women are like, I don't want to take on your traumas. I want to see you past your traumas. But if all you know is to unpack them, but not anything after that, then no, I don't want to be needed in that sense. Fair enough. Look, we got a long way to go. We do. We do. We gonna get there, though. We gonna get there. So we gonna lighten this up real quick. Or maybe not. You've seen Insecure, right? Absolutely. You know, and one of the main issues or main points was the oral sex in Insecure. Yeah. We gotta talk about it. Absolutely. We gotta talk about it first and foremost. Okay, so firstly, to kind of off of Insecure, um... Issa, he warned you, baby girl. He warned you what was coming. At that point, you gotta, you gotta fight or flight. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta stick and move. You gotta bust. You gotta make it happen. You gotta do something with your life because at the, because people, I saw some people calling Daniel an asshole. I'm like, he told you what was about to happen. <laughs> Once I once you get the once you get the the, the warning, you had the warning. It was either flight or flight. fight or fight. Either either, either you were stay there, in, or you get or you get out the way. Decide if you was gonna spit or swallow, or you knew and you got to get to duck in. Mama didn't get to duck in. She she didn't even she didn't do either. Like she didn't do either of these things. Um, and so then she got mad. But she got mad. 
that like he did that like he like <laughs> but in that conversation that they had at the sex explosion thing mm-hmm. I think that's something that was interesting like you know is there a stigma around oral sex do you think is there a stigma around oral sex explain what you think the stigma is that found for me <laughs> like it, if you if you is it like considered still a little more taboo in in our culture comparatively speaking is it you know do you feel like people think that you're a hoe for doing it is it a boyfriend privilege like what like you know i just you know for as for a woman i want to kind of oh get you your, just want to know when is it appropriate for women to do it i want to know what i, I want to know what you not, you're not appropriate i don't know i want to know what you think as far as just like hoe is life for starters hoe responsibly <laughs> just hoe with responsible i don't know what i'm saying words are hard ignore me um <laughs> No, but I don't know. I feel like if you're a woman and you want to give your partner whatever sense some head, do it. If you feel like you don't want to give head unless you're getting it, do that. If you feel like you just you ain't going to be sucking dick because there's no reward out of it, do that, too. It's just it's a personal decision and stop putting everyone else in your decision. It is a personal decision, just like it's a personal decision on my end to react a certain way, whether or, whether or not you feel. All yeah. right, so this is where you're about to lose me, but keep going. No, because, again, personal decisions, right? And and we talk about personal standards. It's okay for you to feel however you want to feel about giving head. It's also okay for me to feel however I want to be, however so I want to feel. The problem is with you men, you always want to call somebody a hoe. Listen, we not talking. I'm I, we not talking hoes. We not talking hoes right now. No, but you guys, there's the issue. Like, I feel like a lot of women they just find it to be a part of sex, giving head, and it's not a necessity necessarily because oh, I'm giving head to receive head. It's just like it's a part of sex. It's a part of 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 what sort I'm looking for. It's just foreplay. Like foreplay. Like, that's just a part of foreplay for a lot of women. And a lot of times when women, a lot of men associate the idea with a woman being able to give head with her being a hoe. And that's where the stigma comes into play. So even if a woman were to be like, oh, like, I don't mind giving a man fellatio, then you have to start thinking, if I give him head, is he going to think I'm a hoe? Which is the same way as, like, if I have sex with him on the first date, is he going to think I'm a hoe? And what that is is erasure of autonomy of a woman and the ideology that her her sex drive isn't on the same level or equated to the same as men. But let's okay. There's something here, right? Is there? There, There's something here as far as like people are going to say what they say regardless, right? Like I'm not saying people it's okay for them to say whatever like like i i stop calling people hoes because i don't really care like you know back the term hoe ladies hoe if you want to just hoe responsibly but there has to be some point where it's like what 
you know, do you how, why why do you why do we continue to let outside opinions affect our our personal our because personal we don't know how to effectively communicate with the partners that we're having sex with, especially when we're having sex that's not in a committed relationship. <laughs> <laughs> So you know I'm right. But not it's, it's the way you said it. It's more so because you 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 just started spitting hot fire like like you know what I'm saying like machine gun dylon top five <laughs> top five top five. But it's like so so we don't effectively communicate our sexual wants. I was literally just having this conversation with one of my group chats because one of the girls said that she was having a she met this guy she's known him for over a year. They had sex. The sex wasn't that great. And she said, uh, can I go back to him and tell him or teach him, quote unquote, her words, not mine, because I don't teach, uh, train. That wasn't, she didn't say teach. She said train. And I was like, honey, train sounds like you're, you got a, a pet on you. It's not a pet. This is another human being you're working with. Is it okay if I go back to him and, and, and guide him, tell him, teach him? how I like to be sexually pleased. And I, in the back of my mind is, if I'm laying down and having sex with a person, why would I not be able to verbalize how I like to be pleased in bed, whether I'm in a relationship? And I'm a huge fan of communication. I prefer you tell me how you want it before I, for lack of a better term, disappoint you. You know what I mean? Like, there are certain shit you can't teach. There are certain shit you can't fix. Right. Right? But, But, like... But then also on the other hand of that conversation is like, if I like to perform fellatio, I should be able to say, yo, I want to give you some hit, my nigga. And I shouldn't have this afterthought that you're about to judge me because of it. Why are you sucking niggas dick that you feel like it's going to judge you? I mean, I'm not sucking niggas dicks that are feeling like they're going to judge me. General terms. But listen, like. But that's the thing, though. It's a societal norm that men feel that they can judge women. Niggas, listen, people in general, okay, so there's two schools of thought, both of which lead you to saying who gives a fuck. First school of thought, people are going to judge you regardless, so you might as well do what makes you happy. That's how I feel. Secondly. And leave them when, when, if you feel like you laid down with somebody and you did what you wanted to do, and then after you two were done, he judged, he started judging you. Leave that nigga where he at, because he don't deserve what you just gave him anyways. Mm. <laughs> Write that down somewhere. So it's like, but so either, so if niggas going to judge you regardless, you might as well do what makes you happy. Secondly, why are we assuming that everyone's going to judge you? Like, we're, we're generally on the same level. So, like, why are, you, why are you moving in a space where you feel like folks are just going to judge the fuck out of you? Why, why are we doing that? Either way, suck dick if it makes you happy. Fuck on the first night if it makes you happy. I personally don't give a fuck. But I, I just want people to own up to own up to their shit. Like, Start having conversations with the people you're having sex with. Communication is key. Communication. Like, look, like, is, is, she like, is she like a little choking action? Like, tell me. Is she At the very least, prior to like laying down with people, if you know you have real feelings for them, you know, ask them where they see this is going before you have sex with them. Eh. 
Okay. So no, with- it's not. See, and then you have to differentiate it. This is where communication is shitty with these people, and y'all be out here trying to have whole ass relationships, and y'all can't even differentiate the. I'm just asking you if you're openly looking to be in a relationship versus I'm applying pressure to you being in a relationship with me. I just need to know mentally before I lay down and have sex with you. Where is this going? So when I lay down and have sex with you. I know what I'm mentally signing myself up for. Not because I'm applying pressure to you. I'm doing it for me. I'm asking you for me for the responsibility of my feelings. Wow, I agree with you. There's a time and a place. I feel like. Oh my God, men are so complicated. No, why do we do this? Why? Why? So, so you gonna do it like right before? Like when is this conversation going to take place? No, not right before. But okay, so here's like, like I agree this conversation should be happening. But all right, so let's take two two situations that ended up having the same outcome. Right, you meet a guy in the club. You guys decide to have sex that night, and then after that, you know things work out or don't work out or you meet a guy you guys a couple weeks later you guys go on a date you you've been texting in between this time and then you guys have sex whether it's on the first date or the 30th date and then things work out however they're supposed to work out blah 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 because i'm not trying to really apply anything to it clearly if you meet a nigga in the club and you guys decide to go home and have sex that night you're not going to have that conversation so are you looking for a relationship before you go lay down with that because that night You just wanted to have sex. But then time after that, if you decide that you have feelings for that person that you lay down and have sex with, it is then your responsibility to ask them what they want from this situation. Because when you make assumptions, the only person that's going to... When you make an assumption, you you make make an ass out of you and me. You knew where I was going. But if you at least have one date on that first date, it is okay for a first date conversation to include the question of, are you looking to date to be in a relationship? Are you intently dating right now? And if so, what is your intent in your dating life? No, that does not mean at this very moment, I see you with me. That is literally a question of figuring out where a person is headed in their life. It is okay to ask those questions. Matter of fact, y'all need to start asking those questions more often. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. We don't get y'all to work on y'all communication, everybody. That's where we're headed. We're communicating. We're using our words because words mean things. <laughs> words matter, you should care more about them. Um Okay. So so when it comes to catching feelings or whoever wants to change the status quo, it needs to be the one to speak up. Yeah. Right? You have the responsibility. Both of you have the responsibility. But somebody needs to initiate that conversation. And it's usually the person who wants to change the status quo. Right. So, 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 obviously you should have that talk, have that conversation. My thing is with just communication in general, we don't talk enough because admittedly these conversations can get awkward, right? Like, especially, you know, when we're talking about how how Are we like that because we're then looking for people to validate how we're feeling i think it's awkward because we're looking um sorry i'm doing a fantasy draft right now no, you're fine uh, i just wanted to know are you looking to, when the conversation is awkward, can you honestly ask yourself is it because i want somebody to validate my feelings not because i want to ask for understanding it, it Again, speaking on personal, it's just like, 
I think I think you're right because it gets awkward when you don't necessarily hear what you what you wanted slash expected to hear. That's why you never have expectations uh, when it comes to people. Because people are shitty. People, people will let you down 100% of the time. People have their own autonomy, and you can't expect how you feel for another person to feel. There's another reason why I don't want to get married, but we don't talk about that right now. It's fine. <laughs> um, but what I was about to say was, I believe that we should communicate more. Like, especially, like, if you, if you, if, if, if we fucking, if we having sex, I, I feel like you should tell me how you want to have sex. Because if I don't necessarily do it to you where you want it for it to be done, then you go tell your friends in, in your group chats that. But that's I, another thing. Have, have, like, stop sharing your sex life with your friends. <laughs> We're not there. Yet. We're t- I'm talking. We're talking personally. This is this. You're at step like three. I'm at step one right now, or Fine. step one and a half. Fine. So if you like <coughs> getting, if you like sex a certain way, or you or you like certain things, or and you don't tell your partner about that, and so because your partner doesn't know that, they don't necessarily please you the way you are expected to be pleased. Then you go and give a BDR or a, sl- a, sl- a slanderous report, like damn, she like she not good in bed, or damn, he can't he can't fuck for real. But nobody ever verbalized how they like to be pleased. That's like failing me for a test, and you ain't tell me what the rubric you was. You didn't even tell me I was having a test. Like what? So I showed up and I'm being quizzed, and I didn't even know I was being quizzed. I thought I was just here for for enjoyment. You know what I'm saying? So that's so yes, we should probably probably stop telling our group chats about every detail of our sex lives. But if we're going to tell our group chats, keep it on the surface. Keep it on the surface. Hey, and I also, had sex with that person. How was it? Good. It was cool. It was right. It was cool. That's it. But Cut also right there. But also communicate with that person that you're apparently grading on what you like to do. Now, obviously, people can't read minds. And like every person is different. So like this stroke may have was A plus to one person, but it may be a whole ass C minus to another person. But if I don't know that, let me know. And then instead of shaming me, or instead of shaming, be like, well, everybody's different. You gotta, you, you know what I'm saying? You gotta know how to, well, I'm trying. Stop expecting people to know what you like and how you like to be pleased in bed and start telling people so you guys can have better sex lives. There it is. There. There we go. <laughs> grand open and grand closing. <laughs> um... So you really push it through, y'all. This flu, this flu game stuff right here. Don't tell me I have the flu. I don't have the flu. It's it's a metaphor. It's a it's a it's a metaphor. I know you're talking about when Jordan was in the playoffs and played with the flu. It was just stupid, but I mean, sure, sports. <laughs> it was the finals. Let's do or die. Sports. Um. So remember how we talked about cheating? Yeah. What makes somebody cheat in? Versus leaf, like, like what's that dynamic? Uh, like, I want it because I feel like some people because it's always you always say like, if you're gonna cheat on me, just leave, right? Before you cheat on me, just leave, right? Yeah. What makes people cheat, cheat and stay versus leave, and then what also makes people 
accept the cheating versus breaking up? Like why? Like why? Mm. I got both sides on this. I've never cheated, but I have been a strong believer. If I'm going to cheat, I leave. So I will remain single if I feel like I can't remain with one person. Hence my day in life right now. Uh, but for me, that plays into a moral thing and not being emotionally responsible for people because there's two ends to it. Me right now is I just I don't want to be responsible for being vulnerable in in a relationship commitment type of sense. So it's easier for me to stay single right now and just play the field. Um, when I was in a relationship and I realized that relationship wasn't working out and I wanted to explore people, I chose to leave the relationship because at that point my morals kicked in because I wouldn't want to hurt you just because I knew I wanted to explore other people. So it's easier in that sense for me, it is easier for me to walk away from you than to hurt you because another person looked good to me and I don't believe in open relationships for myself. So I walk away. Now, as far as cheating goes, I've been cheated on. I've been cheated on and left, and I've been cheated on and stayed. Uh, Cheated on and stayed. Actually, these are both. Maybe this doesn't count because this is with the same person. Cheated on and stayed was I didn't have hard proof of his cheating. It was based off of what people were telling me what was happening. So in that sense, I, I decided to stay because... I I just didn't know. I mean, in the you knew. You know when somebody's cheating on you, but you didn't want to believe it because you're deep in love with this person and you're like, you know what? I just felt like they're it's gonna change and they're not gonna continue to cheat on me. Pay me boo-boo the fool, cause he did. But the other time was it was it was when this person's in my face lying to me. And then I find out like you're not just cheating on me. And physically, like, you're in a whole other relationship, quote-unquote. I'm not staying because, just like your friend was saying, like, you had an emotional attachment to another person, and which means that person's now filling a void that I wasn't having in that relationship with you. So, no, I'm not staying. There's nothing for me to stay with. You can go explore that person. And I'm out. But who I am now in 2017 as a 24-year-old, if you cheat on me now, I'm out. I don't care what the stipulation is for you to share your body with another person or emotionally share yourself with another person. You don't respect me. That's how I feel about it. And I'm not staying because there's always openness for me at this point is conversing. So even if before you decide to lay down with another person, you had a mental conversation with yourself that you decided to take that leap that you were cheating. You didn't let me in on that part. And that's when you you made the decision for the both of us. You didn't give me the option to say no to your bullshit. So once you do that, I'm out. Actually, that's just my realms for anything in a relationship. When you take away my option to say no to your bullshit, I'm out. Fair enough. Um, for me, like, look, I, I've been cheated on before, right? And... Does the e? I feel like the ego gets hurt more as a man when when your when your girl when your girl cheats. You guys automatically assume it's always emotional. <laughs> I almost said so. No, actually, fuck it. Most times it is. Let's be real. Let's be real. Most times when a woman cheats, it's emotional. It's emotional as fuck. 
Not, not again, because people are sensitive. It's not every time. But most times when a woman cheats, it's like emotional. That's going to be our, like, show tagline. Like, y'all niggas are sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> and by niggas, we mean men and women. Y'all niggas are sensitive. Bro, you can't be mid thought and just be like, "Oh, listen, no, my draft is going." I can, but here's the but here's the thing. Oh my god! But here's the thing, like it's a it's an ego it's an ego it's an ego hit because like it's emotional because like rarely rarely women will just like and while they're in a relationship just have like a one night stand. Rarely it happens, but it's rare. So when it's when when I found you out, don't I, have an itch they need to scratch. Listen, Eva. But even, but even, no, Isa, no, Isa <laughs> needs to really realize that she's a relationship type of girl and needs to stop trying to have a rotation because it doesn't exist for her. Both Lawrence and Isa trying to do some shit Lawrence that ain't being built for. Be in another relationship. First of all, they need to go take time to themselves, heal, and then just go find your next partner because those are the type of people that you are. But uh, itch, a quote unquote itch that you need to scratch or whatever the case may be. Um, I feel like even those itches that you need to scratch generally are from people that you knew, pre, you know, previous. Like, it's not like no, it's not like no new nigga just comes up, surprise, motherfucker. And then he's like, I have to fuck him now, even when I'm in a relationship. I don't feel like that happens a lot. I feel like when, when a woman cheats, there's some emotional point of it it may not it may not be emotional as far as like she has all the feelings in the world for that nigga but she just has so many negative feelings for yo ass that she's like fuck it because it's a pride thing now i cheat now when i got cheated on i left i was like mm, i'm out <laughs> like i'll be damned if i stay you gonna cheat on me and think i'm gonna stay like I'll Deadass, be, that's where I am now, so I get you, homie. I was like, I'll be damned. <laughs> like the fuck, fuck out of here. Um, but there's something to be said about like wanting to cheat and not because like when I'm in a relationship, I'm committed to that person. Um, there's been times where I, you know, you obviously you see somebody bad, you're like, damn, like she bad, like you know what I mean, but. You just, you know that, like, you can't, you can't do it because you're in a relationship. But if it, but I feel like if it gets harder and harder to, like, bat the demon away that is cheating, it's probably time for you and Shorty to break up. Because, like, because. Wait, wait. Go ahead. Repeat that last sentence. Like, if you, if it gets harder and harder to fight temptation. And y'all just not need not be you, together. You just not you just don't need to be together with Shorty because generally I feel like over time it gets easier because you have equity in the, in the situation you have equity in the relationship. So it's like I we didn't put in some time on this. Like you think I'm just gonna fuck this up now? But that's just me as far as like cheating and leaving, cheating and staying. I do believe that. Men are physical cheaters. Women are emotional. I believe a man could cheat and still love his girlfriend. Wholeheartedly believe that. I've seen that happen. Names will remain nameless, but I've seen it happen. Man is in full love with his girl, but like cheated on her. Like he felt shitty after it. It was one of those drunk nights, but he he didn't love that girl any less. But would he cheat on her again? 
He didn't. All right, that's different. And then I know somebody else who did, so we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about those it. Those are the ones that we need to question their morals. I mean, because I still think, like, I, I still believe he he has love. I believe he still loves her. Honestly, I just I just think that, like, he's that teased the argument for we're not meant to be monogamous. Or, you know, because he loves her, but he just, it just, I don't know why I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could never figure out why, but he just, you know, that happened. He that needs was, to be by himself. That's selfish. I mean, I didn't say he was a good, all around good person. I say he loves her. Yeah, you can love somebody, but love them from a distance. Let people, give people the option to say no to your bullshit. That's one of those moments. That's selfish. But that's just, I feel like, I mean, but then again, once Jay-Z made 444, the black men don't cheat, kind of, kind of died a fiery death. Um, because it, it, he admitted it. But nah, I remember being shook as hell when Lemonade came out, boy. Shook. Shooketh. Shooketh. Because like. I thought I was single at the time, and I thought I cheated on my girl because the the way y'all was coming in with the Draco <laughs> flying. That I feel like lemonade is what really started the all men are trash campaign. No, it didn't. Why not? Because that was happening before then, but it it brought it to a new light of of really understanding. Like men have no, just like we were just having the conversation about a men. men emotional intelligence men have no tools to understand their emotional intelligence that was harsh that was a lot of harsh wording very seldom do we have conversations about the tools that are available to men to to further the discussion of them having emotional intelligence and then you realize that men feel like there's no support for them to venture into having emotional intelligence okay, there's a difference between knowing this and then doing something about it. That's where it's like men are trash because you know there's something that needs to be done. Women know there's something be, needs to be done. But on like a, a grand scale, there's just, it seems to be nothing is being done and we're just like, we're just going to continue to being shitty people. That's why men are trash because you're okay with being shitty people. So, if you're, if... Men aren't trash as long as they're working to be better. Yes or no? As long as you're working to be better. Okay. So. <coughs> how? So, like, when it comes to, like, the relationship dynamic, is it more, is it more on us to make it work? Or is it more, or is it... An actual 50-50 split. Ask yourself the same thing about a woman. Is it more on her? I'm a huge fan of 50-50. But I've been told. But who starts it? I don't Whoever wants to. No. Why not? Is your responsibility to decide you want to be a better person? I'm not not talking about being a better person. Being a better person is individual. I'm talking about... So then once you decide you want to be, it it all breaks down to you. literally you are the five people you keep around you, right? 
So if you decide you want to be a better person, you start looking at those five people around you and decide, are these people being better people? That's where it differentiates a lot between men and women, because women will literally look at their women friends and be like, bitch, what the fuck are you doing? Like, be better. Like, build a business, bitch. If you don't know what that's from, we can't be friends. But I like there is this continuous conversation with women where it's just like damn one out of five men are being that better person but why can't you go back to your homeboy and be like nigga you should man up too why aren't you deciding you want to be more emotionally intelligent why aren't you treating women better why aren't you deciding to you know be more of an activist within your community it's just like men will make that decision and then it's my decision by myself for me i'm not taking anybody with me and what my nigga do is just what my nigga gonna do that's where it's like huh like Am I missing something? And that's when you start having these conversations. Like, is the community, like, just not there for men? Like, what do we need to do to further this conversation with men so they can be more emotionally intelligent? And it's like, when you start to have these conversations, somehow men are always like, oh, but, like, we just, we're waiting for women to do it. It's like, no, like, what is the responsibility of yours that you decide you want to be better? So you said, if, so if a responsibility is on that person or that person alone, right? So there's also what to be said about being auton- autonomous when it comes to not digging in your friend's bullshit, right? Because I don't want to be that person that put a stick in my nose in business that they don't belong. Now, obviously, there's exceptions. Like, if, if, like none of my niggas would ever hit nobody, hit a woman. So, yeah, you step in on that. But, like, and you may, if he, if that person tells you, like, you may, like, give, give some advice on the situation. But I can't, you can't force nobody to do anything. And, as, and I'm in the nature of that, like, if he is a good friend to me, I'm not going to kick him to the curb. I may try to make him a better person or try to say, like, hey, you should probably do X, Y, and Z, but I'm not going to kick that man to the curb because he's been there for me since I, since way back. Is that, am, am I contributing to this trashness or whatever because I refuse to kick him to the curb because he's, tr- because he's treating me the way I feel like I need to be treated? Basically, if my if my homie's no, good to I me, I completely understand what you're saying. But this is when this is one of those conversations where it then goes from like talking to understanding to talking to make a point. And I think I'm at the point where I'm just trying to make a point and not understand you because I think this ideology is stupid. I'm going to be honest. I think the ideology is stupid. And no, we're not going to get anywhere until men decide like, hey, nigga. What the fuck are you doing on the simplest thing as like you cheating? You know, I was on a date with this guy, right? And he was like, we were on the date. One of his friends was in Paris. He just um, proposed to his girlfriend. And it was cute. But literally like a week ago, his friend was here visiting and cheated on his on on his now fiance. With some homegirl that he's always had an itch for. Okay, and that situation is just like. And then I'm I'm having I was like, yo, like, didn't he just cheat on the girl? And we're having this conversation. He's like, yeah, but that's none of my business. Why is that always the default answer for men? That's what has me frustrated. This and and until we can start having different answers besides, you know, that's his decision, then we're not gonna get anywhere. This is a whole dumb conversation and we should just, you know, move on to something else. 
Because at some point, men are going to have to decide, you know what, what my homeboy is doing is not okay. I wouldn't do it myself. And if not for the idea of changing his thought process, let me at least get the motor going and tell him, my nigga, why are you doing this? Okay. Well, we're going to wrap this up here shortly. Steph, you got anything else on your mind that you feel like we need to talk about before we get up through? I am hot as hell. and. I can't breathe out of my nose. So that sounds like a no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Let me think for a second. Mm, we didn't talk about dating in a small city. Mm, that is that is something we can we can get a couple couple minutes on. We don't want to make this podcast too too long, but no, this is like the part where your parents are like having that conversation with a friend they're catching up with. You ready to go? Then the last, so this is it. All right. There so, should be like a thing for that. What do we call it? Something. Uh, we can, we'll, we'll decide to post maybe the, like the last call or or something or like or or overtime. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, shoot your shot podcast overtime. There you go. <laughs> Battle round. I don't know. Well, well, Something sports. I let let me let me work on. I'll let you work on that. Let me work on the sports analogies. Um, <laughs> but dating a small city. So so, would you consider Cincinnati a small city? Yes. Okay. And not because it is, but think about per capita. Then think about social economics. Then think about the five people that you hang out with. Then think about the five people they hang out with. And then think about the fact that most people aren't transplants. They're originators, and they were born and raised here. And even if they left, they came back. High fire, spit high fire. Oh, no. Cincinnati is, isn't, Cincinnati isn't small by the technical definition, no. No. It's, it's a major city with two to three major sports teams. Like, But once we start breaking it down, as far as to like again, we're we're black, so we're talking. So when we say dating a small city, like we're generally talking about the black community in a small city, and then you break it down to the black quote unquote young professionals in a small city. Um, it's quite small. And then, and so what I've noticed, and I was standing, I was standing in a party on Friday or Saturday, one of those days, and I was just like. And this, and and maybe I'm a bad person because I thought of it this way, but I'm like, is is was one of my friends, and and this is three of my guy friends, and I'm like, I know three of y'all who all have been sexually involved with this young lady, which is fine, but that for me that totally takes her completely off the market for me. Not even... It's well, just like... I mess up. Monday life is about to dry up, then. You, you, you say, that, say that again, but like, actually, because like, there's a point I'm getting to this, right? I said my dating life is about to dry up, then, but I'm totally kidding. There's no such thing as my dating life drying up. Ooh, yikes. Um, but what I was saying is just like, I takes her like... I think the one thing that dating in a small city, or at least dating in a city where you know a lot of people, and it sucks to say. Have the expectancy that they've dated somebody else you know? Yes. Yeah, please do. Just go ahead and help yourselves out. 
just expect them. Expect the person that you're meeting, you're interested in. They already know, like, five people, you know. They might be, you know, a friend, an associate, an associate with some nigga that you've had past relationships, depending on what level. And then once you do that, you all will be okay, you know. You'll be able to find that partner, and you'll lose that expectation, and you'll be okay in your dating life. I promise you. It's it's fine. <laughs> Because honestly, if you're dating in a small city, it's gonna happen. It's going. To, it's bound to happen. Like it's, you can't avoid it. You really can't. Um, because the your dating pool shrinks considerably when you're black and professional, unless you don't have standards. Because if you want somebody who's equally yoked. Who's, who's on your level or close to it. <laughs> that, that takes or whatever a, you attract. Or whatever you attract. That takes away a lot. And I think that's why when, when you find out somebody new moved into the city, people are on them like, like white on rice. rice. It's like, it's almost like college. I mean, because like for, for me, not only... And people were like, oh my, like it was kind of a little predatory, somewhat, when like the new crop of freshmen came in and everyone was like rushing to kind of like, for lack of a better term and a lack of a more appropriate term, like mark their territory or find, or find that person. Because familiarity breeds contempt. And when you're in a small city, you become real familiar with a lot of the, your potential dating pool. Um, you see them out all the time. Or you don't see them out all the time, and the one or two times you do see them out, you're like, where the fuck were we hiding you? Um, there's so many pretty women in Cincinnati like that, though. The pretty, like, the, like, there's a lot of gorgeous women in Cincinnati, and they don't like to be out on the scene, honestly. Trust me. I know. That's why I try to switch up where I go. I try to switch up like so you can meet. that's what that's how your dating life is like limitless. You just have to continue to switch up the places. You have to be comfortable being around different people. And so, yeah, that's a, that's the main thing. If you're not comfortable around different people or if you go to the same things all the time, you're you're doing yourself a disservice. Honestly. Um because you're gonna run out of you're gonna run out of viable options eventually. No such thing. No such thing as what? It's running out of options. There's no such thing. <laughs> Maybe for you. I don't know, because every time I tell people I'll be going on dates, I'll be like, yeah, I go on like three dates a week. And then people will be like, where, who, how? And I'm like, I, maybe I'm just living in an alternative world. That was probably not the right word. but <laughs> You're living your best life. I'm not even living my best life because it, it, it's literally just casual dating, you know? Like you do as an adult. And women are like, I don't know where you're finding dates and these niggas ain't shit and da-da-da. I'm like, no, I date quality men. 
and I just don't have the expectation that each of them is somebody I'm going to be in my next relationship with. Look, to all your friends who's like wondering if niggas ain't shit to holler at me. Well, well, I, well, I, I'll con- no, I'm, I'll I'm standalone them. in my close, like... I'll mm. connect them with, I'll connect them whoever need to be connected no, with. No, not that many women in Cincinnati. When I go on these little rants about men being ain't shit, not too many women are, but they might be like, yeah, girl, do that. But no, women aren't, they're not verbalizing it like I am. However, my day in life isn't affected by me saying niggas ain't shit. So, niggas ain't shit. <laughs> All right, well then, um, but you you gotta you gotta expand your horizons, honestly. Um, or <coughs> just be just be okay with uh, a couple people in your maybe not immediate friend circle, but yo 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 people that you dap up in the club. Knowing, knowing, knowing how your queen is, those are really the only two options. Or, or have a long distance relationship and import your girl or guy from. That sounds like you're buying something. Come on, do we have to use terms like import? We're talking about humans here. <sighs> or just have a long distance relationship. Found your options and don't be limited to the city that you live in. Exactly. There you go. Niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if, that's the real issue. We don't treat everyone like they're humans. We 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 love things and buy. We love things and buy Human, pe- people. Humans are not things. No. That's yeah, I know what the saying is, and it's a stupid saying. Humans are not things, so stop treating them like they are. You love people and buy things. So, moral of the story: If you're in a small city, you, there's a couple different options for you. Just expect everyone to know everyone. Expect everyone to know everyone. So expect a couple people to know your your king or queen a little more personally than you may like. Two, expound your options. Don't go to the same places. Don't go to the same clubs, bars, parties, kickets. Because you'll find quality people who you're not expecting. And three, don't limit yourself to the city. Listen. If you got if you got a good car, if you got some money saved up, you can travel the world. You can travel the state at least. <laughs> Figure it out from there. I just know one one of my biggest fears, and I'm I'm gonna end on this one, is like thinking I got somebody, and then like people are not telling me until like already like too deep. Like as far as like. I think, and I have like somebody real. Uh, again, we're taking, we're talking about taking away anatomy, taking, taking away my right to choose. If I know Shorty's been with my homie or, the, or my friend or my acquaintance, so before you walk into a stranger place, you want somebody to let you know that they've had sex with somebody you know. Yes or no? Yes, but preferably, I would, I would like. If I would like it to come from, yeah, come from my partner. You want it to come from your partner? Because here's the thing. What if it's like more than, okay, Let's question. Because we got to wrap this up so we can't go into this conversation fully. We're, we're in overtime now. How many people is too many? In general or my friend group? For you. I don't, if, if we're talking body counts, which is a whole other discussion, I don't ask body counts. But if we're talking like. But if you walked in. And she's like, all right, I don't have sex with five people, and you happen to know all five. That, it depends, honestly, on how well I know the five. Like, one of them, I don't care who 
But like, if you, if you, if you, what fuck if they didn't know? And now we're dating. Because in Cincinnati, that can very much so happen. If you fuck somebody, that's gonna that's gonna be in the wedding party. I can't go. Like that's just. I'm sorry. So that's the rule. As long as you didn't fuck somebody, that's gonna be in the wedding party. At least in the wedding party, preferably someone who I'd invite to the wedding. But if you know. That may not be... Just make sure they're not in the wedding party. Just make sure they're not in the wedding party. So, uh, All right. I just wanted to know what the rules were. Personally. <laughs> for a friend? <laughs> no, for me, nigga. I'm not sugarcoating shit. For me. Well, again, it's another episode of Sutra Shot Podcast. It's your boy, CDD513, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. The Sultan of Sutra Shot, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix. I got my co-host, um, Steph, a.k.a. Okay. Well, whichever you prefer. And we out. We out. Feel your energy through your touch. Follow feelings in my gut. Chopper turn your body into dust. She don't want to listen to you. Your girlfriend listening to me. She on the phone with you. Why she sucking on me? Half white and supreme. Feel on V's, double G's. Molly lick a bush weed. Bitches so easy to please. Me and Matt only help.